Hello, ladies and gentlemen. This is Dr. Kevin Zedai, and I'm here with you today to talk about putting heaven in a corner. And um, I pray that you receive today. I just ask uh, right now, Father, I'm going to pray to the Father, and I'm going to ask him to open your eyes right now spiritually, that your ears would be open. I ask that the eyes of your heart would be enlightened. I ask that you have a spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. Thank you, Father, for giving them the revelation that is needed today on this uh, teaching. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, I just want to talk to you a little bit about putting heaven in a corner. It's a very interesting subject. When you hear somebody say that, that makes you um, want to know more. And um, today, I want to share a story with you about what happened to me when Jesus taught me how to put heaven in a corner. Um, We had... uh, been watching a Sid Roth program, and it was uh, several years ago, and during that uh, session, this person on the show had been told by the Lord to start to give out gifts and lunches. So they would make lunches, and uh, they'd be led by the Lord and where they were to put those in the hands of people. And the Lord started leading them, and it got to be really big. And the anointing on the show just changed me. So I told my wife, I said, you know, we need to pray because this is something that we could be doing right now. And um, the Lord spoke to us and said, um, I want you to go and uh, put together some Thanksgiving dinners. And, uh, of course, Thanksgiving was coming up very soon. So we worked with our church. We went to our pastor and we said, you know, we want to donate some dinners to some people. We would like you to let us know who they those people would be that would not be able to afford to buy um, or have Thanksgiving dinner this year because of hardship. And so they said they would work on that. So me and my wife, we put together these dinners. And at the proper time, we left them at the church. And they said, um, we have the people that we're going to give it to. So when the Sunday afternoon came before Thanksgiving, they they gave them the stuff and they Uh, Each of those families started to cry because they were not going to have Thanksgiving dinner because they couldn't afford it. And it really touched them that the church uh, was doing this at the obedience of the Lord. And so uh, I say this because uh, Jesus spoke to me at that time. And he said, Kevin, he said, now, because you've done this, he said, I have to repay you personally because you've done this to people that could not pay you back. And of course, we know the scriptures where it talks about the right hand not knowing what the left hand's doing and vice versa and about doing things in secret. And um, this was the case here. Um, the church got credit for giving out the meals, but it was me and my wife who actually sowed those things in secret. So what happened was, is after these meals were given, uh, we got a phone call from the church and the church let us know that they had given out the meals and that they were, the uh, people were deeply touched. And so as you listen to this story, I want you to start to uh, pray about what you're supposed to do in secret, because this will put heaven in a corner, and this is what we're teaching here. Um, so be praying right now as I'm, t- I'm talking to you, because um, the Lord's going to give you your assignment. So anyway, the, we got a call from the church about this and that the people were very touched and they were in tears. And so then we knew that we had done the right thing, of course, and the Spirit of the Lord had led us. Then um, the phone rang again after getting off, the, off with the pastors, and I answered it, and it was a relative 
who um, was was very excited because um, they had just received word that me and my wife were going to inherit $75,000, and uh, they needed all the information from us. And just so you know, that we invested $75 in those meals. And it struck me because the figures were, were similar, and then the Lord was showing me that, that, see, you know, when you do what's right, when you do um, something that uh, no one can pay you back for, and you do it in secret, that the Lord would reward you openly, and um, he would put you in a place uh, of, of this reward. Um, it touched me because I had put heaven in a corner, which is really impossible, you know, it's just a saying. But the Lord said, when you put, put heaven in a corner, he said, we're not going to be put in a corner. So we're going to get out of that corner. And how we do that is, is that we, we will come back and we will make it right for the person who has sacrificed. And so it's a great story and a great lesson. And um, we did receive that money and um, the, to the Lord be the glory for that. But I tell that story not, um, not to push uh, any other message than uh, this message is that when you do things in secret, Jesus told me when I was in heaven with him, and you know I was sent back uh, on assignment from the dead, and so I have a unique perspective of certain things that he taught me, and this is one of them. He said, Kevin, he said, uh, if you do these kind of things, he said, it's, it's the greatest act of faith because you're not manipulating the system. Um, when you're doing things in secret, and heaven will have to reward you. And so um, think about now, let's let's think about what we can do in our life, um, what the Lord, the Spirit of God might bring up inside your spirit right now that you can do to help someone else out. And um, let's start to, uh, as I say, put heaven in a corner uh, so that that things uh, will be supernatural. See, and that's what Jesus wants. He, he just wants us to do things where God gets the credit for it and that God has to reward you openly, as the scripture says. So think about this. There are certain scriptures that Jesus taught, and he said, Kevin, another scripture um, in the Gospels, it's mentioned several times, but it says talks about when you do things for children, um, when you touch a child, um, and if you do anything to harm a child that it one number one it would be better that a millstone be tied around your neck and thrown in the sea it, than touch a, one of these little ones but he also said that their angels always see the face of their father in heaven and um, that Jesus said can work both ways I was very surprised we always think of it in a negative way that if we touch a child in the wrong way, that bad things are going to happen to us. But Jesus said also, he said, what if you did something good to a child and you helped a child because um, they are in a vulnerable situation? And um, he said, uh, children can't pay you back. So he said, if you do something for a child, their angels who see the face of their father in heaven will report you. And so he said, I want you to start doing things for children. So we started to um, pray about that, and we felt that we should do uh, musical instruments. So we would buy children musical instruments and uh, at, at the command of the Lord in prayer. And I started to see the things uh, in my life, and, and even in the area of music, start to prosper uh, in amazing ways. And even um, 
with the help with the the music albums and uh, connections, and uh, it it it, pro- it prospered my area of my life too as well. So we started to minister to children because Jesus told us to do that. And also the other thing is, um, and Isaiah mentions about orphans and widows and uh, about the fast that the or- the uh, Lord had ordained. And so uh, I also recommend that you find widows and orphans to take care of as well, because those uh, will also be reported to heaven. Jesus showed me that the angels actually report you when you do these things. And so um, we're talking about putting uh, heaven in a corner here. And these are some of the things that you could do right now. Um, There are, are surely some of these categories in your life of people that that depend upon others um, to provide their needs. And um, this is one place where Jesus said, if you'll do these things for these people, that it essentially puts heaven in a corner where they have to act on your behalf, and um, you will be blessed. So um, I also I also want to talk to you about a couple other things that you can do to put heaven in a corner. And one of those is, is it's very interesting that um, in Psalms ninety one fifteen, it says that um, that I will answer your cry for help every time you pray, and um, you can put heaven in a corner by quoting that verse and saying, Lord, you know, you said in Psalms ninety one fifteen that when I cry out for help, that you will answer my cry every time, and so you get to the place where you're saying, Lord. I know you heard me, and I know that according to the scripture, you you will answer me when I cry for help. So you start to put heaven in a corner when you start to quote back to the Lord the promises that he has already given you in the word of God. And that's why it's so important that when you do go to prayer and uh, pray to God, that you already know what he has said and that you just uh, automatically, even though he knows what he said, of course, but you have to tell him, Lord, you did say, and um, this puts heaven in a corner, which they can't be put in a corner. And so the Lord, because he has already told you certain things in the word of God, um, do you understand he's got to do those things because he cannot lie? And his word doesn't come back void, we find out. Of course, in Isaiah, it says that his word um, goes forth, but it doesn't come back void, but it will accomplish that which for what it was sent for. And so these these kind of principles will help your prayer life, especially um, when we talk about the secret place and we talk about um, in prayer where you essentially are not twisting God's arm. You are just letting him know that you believe him. You know, just like the centurion's faith, um, it's interesting that people, um, they skip over some things that Jesus marveled at. One of the things that Jesus marveled at was the centurion's faith. So all the people that in the Bible, uh, in the Gospels uh, section, they they uh, would ask for different things of Jesus, and they would ask for prayer and healing. But there was... One person who was a centurion who was not part of the Jewish culture, not part of the Jewish race, but yet he told Jesus, you don't even need to come to my house. If you'll just speak the word, my um, my prayers will be answered. And um, that type of faith, Jesus marveled at because he said, I have not encountered that kind of faith. You see, 
what um, what we would call um, putting heaven in a corner um, is what that centurion did to Jesus. He said, Jesus, you don't have to do what you have been doing, and that is laying hands on people and praying for them. If you'll just say the word, I understand authority, and I understand your ways, is what he was saying. I understand the ways. I'm a military man myself, and I take orders. And so I know that if you'll just give the command that this will be done for me. And see, this is um, what Jesus taught me about prayer and about putting heaven in a corner is, is that there are higher realms of, of prayer and there are higher realms of walking with God. And it has to do with having the revelation of God's ways. And so let's talk a little bit about that. It, you know, Moses, when he was on the mountain, he wanted wanted God uh, to reveal his his personality, his ways to him. He he, re- he requested things that God had not mentioned were even available. Um, of course, uh, they had encountered certain things with God, but Moses said something uh, profound. He said, "I want to see your glory." And um, up until that point, those kind of uh, words were not mentioned. But see, Moses knew there was something else that God was veiling that he did didn't reveal. But Moses knew that he was hiding something, and so he said, "No, I want to. Show, I want you to show me your glory." And um, it says in Psalms that Moses knew God's ways, and that the children of Israel they just knew His acts, which is uh, mostly just observation. But see, Moses knew His ways, which means he knew God's personality, His ways of doing things, and um, it can also be translated as God's pathways, the way He does things. And of course, as mature Christians that are listening to me right now, you want to know God's ways. You just don't want to see his acts. You, you know, it's nice to see a miracle, but it's really nice to know what God's heart is in a matter. And um, that's why I'm doing this impartation CD is because Jesus, when he sent me back, he didn't want me just to teach from the conventional way that everyone else is teaching from. He wanted me to teach from what I would call the relationship side of the Word of God and the relationship side of who God is, not just um, the positional side, which, you know, um, we get all these uh, teachings on the position we are in Christ and the things that we have gained through Jesus Christ, Messiah. Um, he is the um, ultimate uh, for sacrifice and giving us a position with um, the Father. But there is this other um, side of Jesus that he wanted me to come back and teach on. That was the relationship side side of things, which means you're going to know a person's ways. If you get to know a person, you just know them. You know about them. And uh, you know how they act in certain situations. And see, Moses knew God's ways. And the children of Israel, they stood back and they just did what they were told. And sometimes they didn't do what they were told. Um, but they had no relationship with God in a personal sense. And so um, putting God um, in a situation where he has to act is is um, what I want to talk about. Um, this, these things... Uh, in, in, the, um, in the beginning, uh, when God spoke the earth into existence, he used words, and things were formed. And then Jesus, of course, revealed God's ways in uh, Mark eleven twenty three and 24 about how um, words are still important and that we should speak uh, what we believe in our heart and it shall come to pass. And so Jesus was opening up God's ways and not just a system 
or um, you know the uh, you know a positional thing um, that we talk about a lot. It's not just authority; it has to do with relationship and the relationship you have with God. And so, when you go into the secret place with God, according to Psalms ninety-one, and you make the Most High your dwelling place, then you spend time with God and you learn His ways, and it's not just um, His acts. And so, um, we're coming back to that now and in a relationship wise so if you were to um, spend some time with the Lord and you were to uh, set apart a certain time and to be with him um, you should according to what Jesus told me you should leave a little bit of time also to where you sat silently and let the Lord speak to you and so you have this time where you are talking to God and you are reminding him of things he said and um, he, um, he said, now, tell the people not to come to me and just bring their requests. He says, tell them to come to me. Remind me of who I am, even though I know who I am. I want them to say it. And then wait in my presence and let me talk to them after there's a bit of, bit of time of worship. And so this pushes people into a place of relationship instead of just uh, knowing God by uh, his acts of, you know, if I ask God for something that I'm going to believe that I receive it, this is something where you're waiting on God and you have a relationship with God. Now, Jesus told me, he said, the problem with my people is not in their asking. The problem is in their waiting on me. The problem is, is that they don't let me talk to them. And um, it really took me back because I realized that God um, he had feelings, and he has a personality, and he, he really wanted to spend time with his people, just like he did with the Israel. But if you notice in the Old Testament, Israel stayed down in the valley and sent Moses up on the mountain. But you can see that God was hurt by that because he wanted everyone to come up on the mountain with him. And so through Jesus Christ now, of course, he's given us so much through the blood of, of his son, Jesus Christ was was um, um, sacrificed, and we have all these wonderful things positionally through that blood of Jesus, you know, of course. But now, what about the relationship that you have with him, um, not the position you have with him? Do you, do you uh, allow him to speak to you in these times? Um, the secret place, if you make the most high your dwelling place, according to Psalms 91.1, and you make the most high your dwelling place, then... then um, the shadow is so close to you that uh, you're, you're right there where the cherubim are and the wings are covering the Father and um, the glory of God is coming forth from the throne, but those cherubim's wings are, are covering him and they also can cover you. And that's what Psalms 91 is talking about, being that close. And then all these things, these wonderful things will happen to you because you make the most high your dwelling place. And because you abide in the shadow of the Almighty. And um, Jesus wanted me to, to talk to people about the relationship and not just the position. So when you come to God, of course, you want to give him all your requests. But what if you put him in a corner by not asking for your requests? What if you had so much faith that he already knew that you needed what you were going to ask for, but that you decided instead to just talk to him and to tell him how much you love him. 
and then give him time to tell you his heart instead of you telling him your heart. These are things that Jesus has asked me to instruct people on. So in times of prayer, what if you just sat there and said, Lord, I just love you and I trust you, and you are going to do all that I have ever asked or thought of you. You're going to do exceedingly abundantly above that, that it's much more. What what if um, you just started to rise up in faith to where you said, you know what, Lord, I'm not going to ask you for anything today. I am going to sit here in your presence, and I'm going to let you talk to me. And um, this is what's going to happen to you. When you do that, do you realize that God is going to be so touched by your faith that he already knows the things that you're going through, the things you need, but you're going to sit there in his presence and say, Lord, I just love you, and I've just come because I want to spend time with you. And um, I just want you to speak to me. There are going to be breakthroughs. I'm just sensing it right now. The power of God is so strong that there is breakthrough coming um, through what I'm saying. Because even if it's just 10 minutes of sitting in his presence and silence and, and hearing the heart of the Father, that there is so much that's available to you that you just don't see that he's going to make available to you. Now, you have to understand that even... Even back in the Old Testament in Job, uh, chapter 10, uh, verse 12, even Job knew this. He said, Thou hast granted me life and favor, and thy visitation has preserved my spirit. Now think about that. What if you didn't ask for anything, but you just sat in the presence of God in the secret place? You are so close like you are right now. You can just sense the spirit of the Lord bringing you right where the cherubim are, and you're seated there with with um, the Father, and um, you're in the secret place of the Most High, and the Holy Spirit's wrapping you up right now, and um, you just feel his love. And all of a sudden, all of a sudden, the, the, the Holy Spirit starts to reveal to you all the secrets and the mysteries that God has had veiled for so long. All of a sudden, you start to see what God is doing in your life, and you start to understand some things, some powerful things that um, you didn't understand. And what if he, all of a sudden he starts answering all your prayers? What if, what if he would just sit there, and this is what happens to me all the time now, because he taught me to do this. He said, Kevin, most people, they want to work um, at this instead of just letting me do this for them. But you got to come with the um, heart that you just want to hear from me. That's what he said. Just So right now, Lord, we just want to hear from you. We just want to hear what you're saying to us. What's the Spirit saying to us right now? Lord, what, do you, what secrets do you have that you want to reveal? Lord, we just, we just want to put you in a position where you want to act on our behalf because we're not... We're not pushing. We're not. Um, we're not trying to do anything right now. We're just letting you be God. We're just uh, letting you um, just just uh, talk to us. And um, right now, the the Spirit's telling me that there, there's many that are listening right now. You're starting to receive some revelation, understanding. You see, the Spirit of God will take you to a higher vantage point than what you can see. And and as the Spirit opens your eyes, and He starts to show you. Uh, he'll 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 uh, give you understandings of some things that you have gone through. He, he'll show you that he was preparing you for what he has for you. Uh, a lot of you are going through things, and you think 
that maybe you did some things that caused this to happen. What if the Lord would show you right now? And because I'm getting these words that uh, you're doing the right thing, but the enemy is is um, nervous because you you are staying in there with the Lord. Um, the Lord's just trying to get it over to you right now that you just need to stay in there with him and let him work these things out, that the enemy is getting nervous because you are being obedient, you are listening to the Lord, and and this is just part of the process of implementation. You see, the Spirit of God wants to manifest in your life. He wants to manifest the will of God in your life. However, a lot of times we don't give God time enough in our quiet times to uh, make these things real to us. See, the Lord wants to reveal through his spirit his perfect will to, to and for you. Now, there's also angels that are involved in the secret place. Um, angels will know when things are supposed to be implemented in your life. Now, I know this because I've had this happen to me. I have not waited on the Lord at times, and I felt as though I was delayed. And then um, I had some times where I did spend a good amount of time waiting on the Lord, and this is what happened when I did that. Immediately I felt the angel presence in the secret places I was praying, and my eyes were open, and I realized that they were waiting for me to have this time together with the Lord, and that the will of God was revealed to me immediately, and I got my answers. I got my answers because I just sat there in his presence and waited. Now, you know that there's a lot more in the realm of God than there is in the physical realm. We know that there's much more going on than what we can see. But if you don't give yourself time and, and uh, let the other realm, the realm of God, become real to you, then you don't have any inkling of what's going on for your future because you're just in your now. So you're walking on this earth and you're doing everything that you know to do on the earth. But if you don't spend time allowing your spiritual life to prosper and being in the presence of God will cause you to grow and your eyes will uh, be opened and um, your understanding will be enlightened just like it is now. And you start to see, wow, there's a lot more going on. And I'm starting to see now um, I've gotten flashes of the future. I knew exactly what I was supposed to do. But see, I didn't have to pray. To tell you the truth, I haven't prayed for myself in, in over 10 years because I just wait on the Lord now, and he answers my prayers by just waiting in his presence and not being anxious. And see, the world teaches you how to be anxious. It teaches you uh, through deadlines and all kinds of different restrictions. But see, in the presence of the Lord, think about it, the Holy Spirit, um, it says that the Holy Spirit, when he comes, that where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom. And so wherever the Spirit of the Lord is, there's going to be freedom, and you're going to feel that freedom. And, and it's not going to be restrictive because God's um, Word is very, very powerful. And um, a lot of times people speak the Word of God, but they don't have the revelation of the Word of God. These are kind of things uh, when you're in the time of waiting on the Lord in the secret place, this is the time where you will be revealed God's perfect will. And then you'll realize that God will have to act because he has shown you his perfect will. And you know that because you, the Spirit of God has shown this to you that this is, this is going to happen. And so then you come out of the secret place and you start to speak what you saw. You say, Lord, you are working. 
And um, even when I said that right now, um, I could feel the activation of angels because, see, the angels are around you to do the will of the Lord in your life and to do what's written about you. According to Psalms 139.16, says that each one of my days was written in a book before one of them came to pass. And so the angels are sent back to do what is written about you. So let's just start right now with that verse. Let's get that into our spirit, into our heart. Let's accept what God has already said. And that is, is that you have a book that is written about you, about each of your days. And according to the scripture, if you read the full uh, part of one, Psalms 139, it's talking about how he saw your body being formed in your mother's womb. And he knew you by name before you even were born. And so all the things that were written about you are in a book in heaven right now. And so you can imagine if you start to talk to God and act like that right now in the secret place, and you start to say, Lord, you are working, and I know you're, you're uh, looking at my book, and you're looking over the things that you have for me, and I just agree with that. And so if you start just right there, and, and take that Psalms 139.16 and start to implement that into your life. And then remember that Psalms 91, Psalms 91 is for you. But especially uh, the 15th verse, it says that you will find and feel my presence even in your time of pressure and trouble. That's in the Passion Translation. So think about that. You will find and feel my presence even in your time of pressure and trouble. Now, you, you will find that waiting on God pays. See, you don't have to actively, actively be doing things that you thought uh, you had to do in order to get God to answer your prayers. Sometimes you just need to be in the presence of God and let the Lord start to speak. And he'll say, you know what, I'm going to take care of this. I'm going to take care of this. That's what the Lord does. I, I, I go into his presence. I don't ask for anything. I worship him, and then I just tell him, I just want you to speak to me. I just want you to show me um, the mysteries of your kingdom. I just want you to share with me your secrets. What, what are you doing right now? What are you feeling right now? I tell him these things, and I say, I ask him, Lord, what are you, what are you doing right now? What's in your heart? Share with me what you're thinking about me right now. What, what would you like to see in my life that's not there? And um, it's amazing. He, he gets so touched that he starts to share secrets with me. And he says, oh, by the way, and he starts going down the list of the things that I would normally start rattling off to ask for that are in my life that I need. And I find that he answers those prayers during this time without me asking. Isn't that amazing? But see, there's another level of faith that the centurion had. And that is, is that you don't have to, um, Lord, you don't have to, um, do anything right now because I just want to sit in your presence and I just want you to speak to me and it'll just touch his heart. It's just, and I, and then you say, Lord, you know what? You don't have to even come to my house. You could just speak the word and it will be done. And you'll find that he'll start to address things. And before you know it, you have so much favor that you, you know, I, I have at times I, I do not have anything that I could even ask for because he has already given me everything that's in my heart before I even ask for it. Now, 
you understand. Now, I know that some of you out there, you're thinking that's a huge step from where I'm at. You, you just don't know where I'm at right now. Well, you have to understand, I'm, ta- I'm talking as a person who worked for 30 years at the same company and, um, and had bills and had troubles and had all kinds of things in my life that um, I had to deal with daily. And yet the Lord, the Lord used the, this, those situations to teach me. So I have been where you have been. And um, I'm not saying that I have had every circumstance you're in, but I have learned, and Jesus sent me back with a new perspective. Let's think about this. I was with him. I was in heaven, and the Lord sent me back. So I have a perspective of this earth that you might not have. And I'm telling you, this is what he likes to hear. He likes you to go into his presence, and he likes you to just sit there and worship him, knowing that you have all kinds of needs but yet you've chosen because you have so much faith in your heart that he already knows. And so you just worship and say, Lord, you know, you are my source. And you, and just like it says in Psalms 91, 15, you will find and feel my presence even in your time of pressure and trouble. And you'll find that the Lord will start answering you. So this is how you started out. This is what, this is what I am telling you that the Lord wants you to do. You set apart a specific time to meet with him. And during this time, you cannot be interrupted. So you make sure that you make provision so that you cannot be interrupted. You make sure that all electronics, uh, every access to you is completely uh, cut off. And you just put yourself in a room or a situation with some worship music and you just spend time worshiping God and you say, you know, for the next 10 minutes, I'm going to worship God. And then you just invite the angels to come and worship with you. No, no, you have to shut your mind off because see, your mind is trained to operate in this realm and your spirit man is trained to operate in the spirit realm. Now, your body is just going to do what it wants and unless you make it do something. So, you're going to have to tell your mind and your body that, you know, this next section of time is for God. And um, you're going to you're going to behave. You're going to shut up and you just have to be you just have to be blunt with your body and your mind. Your mind won't participate in spiritual activity. Your spirit will. So you're going to just have to worship and you're going to have to um, tell the Lord that I'm sitting here. I don't want anything from you. I just want to worship you and thank you for who you are. And I'm telling you, when you do this, you're putting heaven in a corner. Because, see, heaven can't um, just sit there. Um, God can't just sit and not do something for you because he gets so pleased when people act in faith. But, see, an act of faith is what the centurion did. He had a need, but he didn't require Jesus to come to his house. What he had in his heart was is that because Jesus was so powerful, he could just speak the word and it would be done. There was, there was um, something there that Jesus marveled at. So Jesus told me to tell people that if they'll wait in the secret place, if they'll just be in the shadow of the Most High, make, it, make that place their dwelling place, then the process would not take too long. In other words, you wouldn't have to spend, are you listening to me? Because you won't have to spend a lot of time in prayer. There's um, all types of prayer, of course, you know, and if you're called to intercession, that's a whole other thing. But I'm talking about request time. It's going to be cut down because the Lord is going to find you irresistible. 
and he is going to be in a corner because you are not asking for anything and he can't be put in in a corner because he knows you have needs so let him initiate it let him start to talk to you and say you know i'm going to do this for you and i'm going to do this for you because because you wanted to spend time with me because you just wanted to sit in my presence and worship me I am going to act on your behalf. And what will happen is you'll start to see favor come into your life. You'll start to see the Lord come in in a strong way. And um, this is where the angel activity gets really prevalent. A lot of people don't have um, the angel activity that they would like because they're not doing anything that's uncommon. They're just doing things that are natural. Um, Angels are supernatural beings, and angels love to do supernatural things. And so faith will cause the other realm to be initiated and activated. So you have the other realm where God lives, because God is a spirit, and those who worship him must worship him in spirit and truth. When you start to worship in spirit and truth, you're activating in the other realm. That's where the angels are. The angels will come and start to minister to you according to what the book of Hebrews says. They're sent to minister for those who are going to inherit salvation. So you're going to have the power of, of, and the presence of angels come in when you spend time in the secret place because God's going to assign them as with special orders. And they're going to start to, to cause favor to come into life. And so you're going to find your prayers being answered. Now, now remember this. Jesus said that if your passion gets so strong that you actually obey my commands. And he said, if you'll love me and obey my commands where your passion drives you to obey me, then he said, me and my father are going to come live with you. And he said that you can ask what you will. According to John 15, he said, if you can ask what you will and it shall be done for you, this will bring um, joy and um, and please, it'll please God. And he can't do anything but act on your behalf, because you see, when you obey the word of the Lord, when you uh, when you read the Bible and you implement it in your life, you can't um, you can't go another day without God acting on your behalf. You might not see the answer come right away, but God has acted on behalf of your faith. So when you read the Word of God, even if it's just a verse a day, you need to eat it like bread and let it get into you because Jesus said, if you obey my Word and if you love me and you obey my Word, that me and my Father are going to come and live with you and that you can ask anything you will and it shall be done. That's a powerful statement. Jesus in person told me, he said, Kevin, if you'll believe, nothing shall be impossible to you. And that's in Mark 9, 23. That's, a, that's an amazing verse. There's all kinds of wonderful promises that God's given. However, we don't put enough faith in what Jesus said. And I saw this when I was on the other side. I thought, you know, if I ever come back, and I didn't think I was coming back from the dead, but I thought that. I thought I would be so much more effective and I would tell everybody the secrets that I saw over here. And then Jesus said, guess what? You're going back. And, and so that's why I'm doing these CDs. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to impart to you um, the, the secrets of the kingdom of God. And, and that is, is that each verse has to become a reality to you so that when you speak, you speak the word, it comes from a heart of belief. It comes from the power of the uh, other realm, the, the realm of God. You see, the Spirit of God 
wants to speak through you, and he wants to start to move through you. He needs you to agree with him. So the other realm is revealed in the secret place. That way, the power of God in the presence of God waiting on him starts to expand your inner being. So you actually feel as though you're expanding inside because you're eating the word of God and then you're speaking faith just like the centurion did because he understood authority. You're under the authority of God. Think about this. If you're that close to the Father, I have been there. I have been that close to the Father. And I want to tell you that something happened to my spirit in that secret place, in that throne room, that when I came back, I realized that all Christians are supposed to access the secret place all the time. In fact, Jesus told me that we're supposed to live there all the time. We're never to come out of the secret place. Now, see, in the secret place is where the deep mysteries of God are revealed. Now, how many of you want to know the deep mysteries of God? How many want God to share secrets with you? Well, the place that he does this is in the secret place. He, he wants you to sit there and allow your inner being to be expanded. He wants your inner being to be illuminated in a stronger way. And so we know by our experience every day that the world tries to drain us, tries to wear us out, tries to get us to stay in the natural state of things. And yet the Spirit of God wants us to walk in the supernatural realm. Well, the supernatural realm is something that we have to shut out the world. We have to say no to ungodliness and worldly passions. We have to be partakers of the divine nature, the divine nature of God. These promises that were given to us, I'm quoting from Second Peter chapter 1, and those first uh, several verses talk about if these precious promises that we've been given that through these promises and the implementation of these promises that we be partakers of the divine nature. And um, this is where Christians are failing every day. They are expecting supernatural events, but they are not partaking of and doing the things that I'm speaking of. And Jesus wants us to come up uh, into the secret place, uh, you know, like Moses went onto the mountain. And he encountered the glory of God. He encountered uh, God face to face. And there's something to be said about this. Um, and Jesus is saying that the, my people are not coming into my presence. They're not spending time with me. They're not waiting on me. They're not allowing me to speak to them. They're coming with requests, but they are not waiting for me to speak with them. And a lot of times, now I've found this in my own life, and I just feel like... And, in the time we have on this uh, particular CD, I just want to give a word because the Lord's telling me, he says, I have a lot of things that I want to share with you, but you don't give me a chance to talk. You don't give me a chance to show you a lot of what you're going through. I have wanted to talk to you about the reason why you're going through these things for a long time, but I cannot talk to you because you're not listening to me. You're wanting to just make your request. And um, he tells me right now that a lot of you are in a what, what he calls a survival mode. And so a survival mode is when you hunker down and you're just like trying to get through the day. And when you get into God's presence, 
all of that will be broken because perfect love casts out all fear. So if you're in the presence of God, you're in the presence of perfect love, and fear will have to go. So right now, um, I just break fear. I just come against fear in the name of Jesus. But see, that Jesus is telling me that, that everyone listening right now needs to take this to heart. He is trying to get things over to you, but you have not um, stayed in the secret place. You have not come in there and sat in his presence and worshipped him. You've come in with requests, and then you've left. But see, God wants a relationship with you. So the Lord is giving you a word right now. He's saying, you know, I want you to come. I don't want you to have an agenda. I want you to just worship me. I just want you to sit in my presence, and then I'm going to tell you why you're going through what you're going through. I'm going to explain it to you. I'm going to tell you what things you need to do in order to um, get get uh, this part of your life over with because you can't just be going through trials all the time there has to come that time where you have a deliverance where you have a breakthrough where god starts to reveal his plan and purpose to you now on the next um portion of this teaching on the next cd um i'm going to continue on this line of the secret place and um uh, getting your prayers answered and putting heaven in a place where heaven has to act and then i'm going to pray a prayer an amazing prayer of impartation to and for you and um the power of the holy spirit that jesus uh put on me and in me to send me back to talk about these things is going to come into you on this next cd so um get ready to receive on the next cd thank you <laughs> 